0: For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com. Top Flag Time Machine are gonna be going on tour in early
1: November. You will experience physical movement and emotional movement and so much more from both of us. Bow movement! Maybe there'll be a little bit of bowel movement. I can't promise it, but if that's what you're looking for, we can make it happen, probably. It won't be uh, one of those things where a podcast episode is recorded in a theatre. Fuck that. This is a proper show with um, songs and dancing and um, high moments of uh, exhilaration. So come along. Let's just quickly tell you where we're going to be. The 1st of November, we're in Brighton. 2nd of November, we're in... Um, Nottingham. The third were in Leeds. The fifth were in Manchester. The seventh were in Glasgow. The eighth were in Newcastle. The ninth were in Birmingham, and the tenth were in London, <gasps> the capital. Mm. What uh, a! Finale. It's going to
2: be good. I think there's a few tickets left at most venues. Yeah. It's uh, going to be really exciting. It's called the Velvet Drain Pipe Tour. It's going to be better than the last one. Yeah. Which is saying something because the last one was fucking amazing. Ask anyone who yeah. went. But this one,
1: whoa, it's going to knock your cock off. Or if you're a lady, it will knock off your boobs. Go to tftimemachine.com slash live shows to have a look at where you get tickets from. There'll
2: also be a chance to interact with us in an official capacity while we're on stage, not after
1: the show. In a very limited capacity. Come along, you'll love it. Here we go. Here we go.
2: Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This
1: is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy, hot body Dawson. Bah, bah, bah.
2: I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what?
1: Welcome along to a brand new odyssey. We decided to knock Ripley's on the head because it was letting us down. Either the book was letting us down or the random page generator was letting us down. We we don't have time to fucking perform an inquest or work out what was letting us down, but we were let down. So we've knocked it, it on the head. It wasn't as
2: good as last year's, No. It wasn't, simply. Was it? No. Um,
1: so we've scrapped that after a few weeks and we're now beginning this which is the odyssey into the 1979 film Yesterday's Hero, which is a football film, which is kind of in keeping with the Top Flight Time Machine remit of football from the past. So it feels feels like we're returning home, Sam. Feels like we're returning back to... Uh, yeah, I uh, mean,
2: this came... Just a bit of backstory. This, you, you suggested this a while back... Um, <clears throat> As something we should, uh, uh, because it it popped up on a TV channel, can't remember which one, mm. and you were like, "Listen, this is on. Take the opportunity to watch it." You told all the listeners that, mm. and uh, and so I checked. I missed it that time, but I checked it out over the weekend on YouTube, and I was blown away.
1: <laughs> this is one of your
2: greatest suggestions. <clears throat> this is a this is what the term "hidden gem" mm. was made for. Because this is a great film. This is, is not just this. Is, this is a funny film. It's made in 1979. Um, I did a bit of digging, and it was directed by a guy called Neil Leifer. Now, Neil Leifer is a legendary sports photographer right. who worked mainly right. for Time Magazine in its golden era. Right, Fuck and yeah. he has got and he's an like legendary photos that you'll be very familiar with of people like Muhammad Ali,
1: yeah,
2: uh, Michael Jordan um you know the greats of american sport sports illustrated um and and time magazine mainly and he won all sorts of awards the very famous shot of ali in the ring after Mm -hmm. knocking out sonny liston it's probably the most famous shot wow that's him right so he's this so he's this uh and if you see the picture of him he's, he's this sort of kind of squat comedic looking character right like he's sort of he kind of reminds you as um, a little bit of someone like, uh, who's the guy who's, honey, I shrunk the kids.
1: Rick Moranis. Yeah,
2: he's, he's got a Rick Moranis look about him, right? Hey, like he's a I'm jo- here
1: to take the photos.
2: Yeah, it's exactly, when you I look at a picture the kid of him. we're here, okay? That's exactly how you imagine him speaking when you look at an image. I'm looking at an image of him now with Muhammad <coughs> Ali, and they're holding that, that picture. Yeah. Anyway, when I saw, when I was watching this film, I thought, this film is extremely well made it looks really
1: good i I had watched it it for four years and i'm six minutes in for this purpose of this episode and i'm looking at it with fresh eyes and it's shot really really well it looks it's shot really
2: nicely and there's an authenticity to the atmosphere that is created in it in not just on the football field and in the stadiums which is what i think makes it the best football film i've ever watched right Mm. because i think it's so hard to capture football do you know what I mean? It's so yeah. hard to capture the reality of football when you're in a scripted drama, but it's done. So when I'm watching it, I'm thinking, who the fuck directed this? One thing's for sure. I thought it, it might be like a famous director in this one of his early films, but I thought one thing's for fucking sure. This is someone who lives and breathes English football, right? Because <laughs> the mud, you can almost smell the chip fat and cigar smoke when you're watching this movie, <laughs> yeah. right? And you think, this is someone who has an intimate understanding of the footballing world and just the Britain and British culture, right? But no, uh, But Because it, it sort of it exudes it from every pore. I look it up, and it's this fucking, hey, <laughs> I, you want a photo taken? I'm your guide. Look, I got all sorts of cameras. Big ones, small ones, ones with fancy lenses.
1: <laughs> What's right? that? You want me to do a movie? Okay. Where? England? No problem. I don't know. i never yeah. been to England. Okay, I'll do it. Sir, so I'll come. I won.
2: First class chip plane tickets. Right? And I think, fucking you know, this guy is super fucking talented. Yeah. Right. Because he's made a film that is like, you know, it's like it was shot by it's so authentic in every way. There's nothing in it. Even though and Jackie Collins as well, right? Jackie Collins, I've never read a Jackie Collins book. Mm. Obviously I think Jackie Collins is amazing as a cultural it's figure. A human being, I've always yeah. been Although, yeah. yeah, she's just one of life's great humans. Right. right. <laughs> um, but there's a sort of a sneering attitude towards her books, isn't there? Like, oh, Turkey yeah. Collins. And it's so I, a yeah, sneering never...
1: attitude towards her huge selling books.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I thought, oh, well, it'd probably be kind of corny. I think the script's brilliant as mm. well. But this guy, anyway, this Neil Leifer, his name is, he's on Twitter.
1: Right.
2: And I messaged him on Ooh. Saturday saying, I would love to speak to you. I am an important journalist yeah, from Britain's Britain. i a top
1: journalist, yeah.
2: I have a wonderful opportunity for you. Do you have a <laughs> pain? <laughs> me and my friend Andrew Dawson would very much like to invite you onto our podcast to speak about the film you made in 1979, which you probably don't remember.
1: <laughs> you want me to come to permanent co-presenter? I'll do it. <laughs> Where do I sign?
2: <laughs> oh. mm. Well, he hasn't got back to me I ah. said, well, I did the old Will you follow me so I can DM you Always mm. a bit awkward doing that But sometimes you have to Yeah, of course If you're a dogged journalist like me Yeah, yeah So I said, uh, you know, follow me Anyway, he hasn't And I've just looked him up now And he's he, dead. The, the, the crushing thing is No, he's alive He's actually been active Within the last seven hours
1: Oh, so he's seen so your so tweet He's seen my tweet
2: and he's ignored it Yeah, fuck off maybe he's got, it might, you never know. There's often like bad things that surround a, like he might've had a nightmare making that film. He might've fallen out with the the producers. There might've been legal issues. Who knows, Mm, right?
1: Not a good time. And so you
2: don't know when you say, do you want to talk about it? He might think fuck this. He might think fuck this. This bloke's being disingenuously fucking knows what went down on that film set, and I am not touching that with a shitty stick. Exactly,
1: I ain't touching that with a shitty stick. Yeah, well, well, if we get something back from him, we do. If we don't, we don't. You know, we've got our own opinions about the film. Which well, he should know. I'm relentless.
2: And if you're listening, Neil, for perhaps you've decided you've got one of your assistants.
1: Get me this uh,
2: podcast.
1: (laughs) If you're still listening after what we've just done. With, with your voice. Give me this, part,
2: this podcast. Top flight time machine. I want to check these guys out. Right. If if you're listening, you should know I am dogged. And I yeah. will never stop bothering you about this.
1: Until you've got the scoop. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, what a movie.
1: It's a great film. What a movie, mate. I haven't watched it for about four years when it was on Talking Pictures back then. And I was so taken with it that I, I took to eBay to see if there was... First of all, to see if I could get a DVD of it, which I couldn't at the time. But what I did find on eBay was a copy of the shooting script that had belonged to mm. someone who'd been involved in the making of it. And I bought that mm. for about 12 quid. So I've From still the got typewriter
2: of Jackie Collins type, herself? From the
1: typewriter of... And Jackie is it Collins true
2: that the, the ink in her typewriter was not black like normal typewriter ink, but solid gold?
1: Solid gold ink, exactly. Well, it was liquid yeah.
2: gold liquid. that solidified on the yeah. page.
1: <laughs> well, look, the version I've got wasn't, but uh, I'll have to dig it out because it's, it's knocking around somewhere. I think what we might do, Sam, we might, by the time we get to the end of this, if, it, if the punters are so enthusiastic about it, we might sign the script and auction it on mm-hmm. eBay for a good cause. And I'm sure we can raise
2: what we really want is Neil Leifer to sign the script.
1: Oh God, yeah, that's quite a deal omission, not it? I
2: start I started to think about what a privilege it was in in the in you know my days as a sort of more regular print journalist where you'd sometimes just think of someone you wanted to interview. Yeah. And then just set about yeah. trying to interview them. Mm-hmm. Right. You know he's interesting. Carl Hanks nigger. Yeah, exactly. And I did uh, and, and and I sort of thought, fucking hell, Ian McShane what a life what a man what a selection of roles Mm. right but as this this, i mean people will talk about his classic performances in sexy beast or deadwood did you ever watch deadwood
1: no i never got around to
2: that one no it's really good and he steals the show in that completely he's brilliant in ray donovan which is another show i really like i think he's in series two of that and he's really good and uh, there's all sorts of other shows that he's in at the moment. People love him.
1: I tell you what, I never even watched Lovejoy, Sam.
2: I was going to ask you about that because I've seen the odd episode, but I was never a big kind well, of follower of it. And I thought, it. oh, I bet Andy knows nah, about. Nah, people Puff still
1: Joy. talk about it Dead Fondly, and it was—I think it was co-written by Ian LaFreniere originally. Probably Is not that the whole right? not the whole run, but I think originally, yeah. And it's got Ian McShane in it. But when it came out, I was like 13 or something, I think. And it was, I would have gone like, that eh, antique antiques, eh, no,
2: fuck that. Yeah, I hated antiques, yeah.
1: because yeah. Antiques Roadshow used to be on. Now, I tell you what, I'm increasingly getting into watching Antiques Roadshow because You're of right, my advancing surprised. years. You know what I mean? Well,
2: it's like an market car boot, isn't it? Exactly and we love a car boot. It's what it is, yeah. It's basically bric-a-brac. If, if, if you say antiques, I sort of think, uh, boring. But if you say bric-a-brac... I'm fucking interested. Exactly. And so if you just start thinking of antiques as posh bric-a-brac, then mm-hmm. you can really get into it.
1: And, of course, now antiques can be stuff from the 1960s, which I'd be, like, yeah. quite happy to look at.
2: Mid-century bric-a-brac, yeah. they call yeah. that. Yeah,
1: yeah. it's not stuff from, like, Chinese fucking plates from 1418. Ugh, boring, but even that's not boring. Don't you
2: think it would be good if they had me and you as guests? Should they call them judges? Oh, Judges, an ant- I think so, yeah,
1: something like that, yeah.
2: They should get me and you on it one week to go through some stuff. Now, uh, what we got here yeah. is a lovely bit of mid-century bric-a-brac.
1: <laughs> this get- is,
2: uh, Andy will correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe this is an example of modernist bric-a-brac. <laughs> <So>,
1: uh, <laughs> the next fucking two we do, we'll have an element of Antics Roadshow where punters can bring things with yeah, them. Yeah,
2: bring, we'll bring bric-a-brac and we will assess it. <laughs> We will assess your bric-a-brac. That is great.
1: <laughs> That'll fill ten now, minutes. <laughs>
2: this is a this is a bowl. Now you could keep out in this sugar, <laughs> salt. Uh, you could keep nuts in it. Uh, <laughs> 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 Equally, It doesn't have to be any edible substance in this bowl. You could keep keys, paper clips, uh, oh, old God. old bolts.
1: I'm just looking at um In Lafreniere's Wikipedia page to make sure that he did do. Lovejoy and um, where is it yeah he did do Lovejoy but also there's another film from the 70s another British film have you seen Villain the 1971 film with Richard Burton and also Ian McShane
2: my good friend Phil Hilton was telling me about that recently he wrote something about it on the Instagram and he was like (sighs) he was saying it is one of the best he says it's one of the best dressed films he's ever seen
1: oh it's so good it, it also appears regularly on Talking Pictures, if you've got it, so yeah. keep an eye out on that. Richard Burton, he's an East End gangster, but it's uh, yeah. loosely based on Ronnie Craig because he's gay. Right. And Ian McShane is his bit of stuff. Right. It's fucking brilliant. It's, and it's, it's written by echoes
2: Dick, of The Long Good Friday. And
1: it's written by Dick Clement and Oh, my so God.
2: what's not the this love, is of love about it? That, that's next. So I'm going to watch that today because... I loved watching Yesterday's Heroes so much, mm. right, that afterwards I felt bereft. Do you know, yeah. like, when you've enjoyed something so much and and you want more? So I felt bereft and I thought, I need to watch another film that has a similar vibe to it. This you know, something English from the 70s. And so that's it. I nearly watched... Um, I thought about watching Get Carter, which I've seen numerous times but hadn't seen for years. And then I thought about I've never seen the film Performance with Mick Jagger in.
1: Yeah, that's another good one.
2: I've never I'm, watched it. I'm but just looking that. and I
1: don't think Villain is on YouTube. It's got to be somewhere. But um
2: it'll be gettable. It'll oh, you can gettable. buy
1: you can buy or rent it on YouTube Movies.
2: All oh, right. So I'll do it, that. Is, I'll yeah, watch that I'll tonight, be, it'll
1: be a couple of quid probably on YouTube Movies. Um yeah, you you can rent it for three pounds forty nine or buy it for seven ninety nine. Yeah, great film, villain.
2: But Ian McShane, just you know, Ian McShane is such a great, great actor, and I think in this, what what seems to happen in his career, but I might be wrong, is that he was a hot star when he was young because he's very handsome, mm. and then Lovejoy was obviously must have been a big earner for him because it ran for years and was very popular. Mm. But he, I don't know whether he probably thought early in his career that he was going to end up more in Hollywood. Do you know what I mean? And then he's doing like a sort of a BBC serial sort of thing. maybe. And then I think, I don't know what happened, but maybe after Sexy Beast or whatever, there was a revival. And now he is very much a Hollywood star doing very big roles in very credible TV and movies, mainly Mm. TV. Uh, But in this film, I think his performance, right, is absolutely superb because... It is so understated. If you this this character that he plays is is sort of was he called Rod? <clears throat> he's really called Rod name. Turner, I think. <laughs> yeah, right, and uh, and you know they sort of go. It, it, it's sort of loosely based. It's, it's clearly loosely based. Yeah, Rod Turner on uh, George Best. Right. Yeah. Because this would have been an era where George Best was still just at the fag end of his career, probably wow. playing in America or for Fulham or something like that. And it would have been easy yeah. for um, Lovejoy to have played it in a larger-than-life <laughs> kind of, hey, yeah. I'm Mr. Showbiz. You know, yeah. like the way George Best was continuously pictured pouring champagne into one of those towers of champagne butts.
1: Mm. I was going to say, you mentioned George Best there. I wonder where Jackie Collins got the idea for that. Uh, given that herself and George Best were probably both living in Elia in yeah, the late yeah, 70s. Yeah. But you know I, mean? I
2: think he plays it with a lot more subtlety and humanity yeah. than the sort of caricature of George Best. Totally, he, yeah. You know, that we're familiar with. George Best is his caricature of, like, all those stories. Like, I mean, in some ways, foot, the football community has so much to answer for people like Best and Gascon because people go, oh, Georgie, oh, it's amazing. Do you remember when he told that story? where he's like lying on the bed with Miss Weld and a million yeah. pounds in cash. And he goes, where did it all go wrong? Yeah. Right, or whatever. And everyone goes, ha, 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 ha. Because that, that was the depiction of someone like that, a maverick genius with an alcohol problem. And mm. the alcoholism and the hard living was almost part of the fun and the, and the glamour. And mm. I know that that was something that resonated with young people because it resonated with me. You know, mm. we were of that generation where the icons that we read about in magazines like Loaded or whatever were like all these hard living guys who like, were mavericks yeah. and didn't play by the rules. But basically, crucially to, crucial to their persona was they were always getting out of it, yeah. which was almost a statement of, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to get out of it all the time. I'm not prepared to play by, play by society's and, rules.
1: And I think with almost all of them, if you'd encountered them in real life, it would be a fucking horrible experience. Yeah, If you'd been around Oliver Reed or Peter O'Toole or George Best, it would have been a living nightmare.
2: Because drunks are invariably nasty, right? (laughs) Um, Especially drunks with big egos, right? (laughs) Uh, But aside from that, they're also, like, extremely deeply sad and angry, right? And so... You see George Best, and I'm sure George, you know, and towards the end when George Best was dying and everyone's going all like, the same people are going, oh, good old George. He would turn up to training with a bottle of scotch and all this stuff. Right, and they're going, it's really sad, Uh, the the demons that George had to wrestle with. And it's like, make your mind up. Was it sad or was it brilliant,
0: right? Can't really be both.
1: (laughs) Jalapeño. jalapeño
0: and
2: so it would have been very easy to have had him like here here i am a miss world on each arm what jackie collins does i can't (laughs) believe i'm saying this right jackie collins paints a fucking sensitive and nuanced depiction (laughs) of a former star who has descended into alcoholism right yeah because and and he lovejoy plays it in a way that is really, really sensitive and subtle. Like mm. he's got this sort of like, he's not, he's, he could have overdone it in one of two ways. He could have either have been dead glamorous over the top, here I am mm. with the shampers. Hey, come on, everyone. Oi, oi. Right. Or he could have been like a sad, crying, drunk. Oh, where did it really? all go wrong? But what he is, is he's a guy who's totally stopped, had to train himself to stop giving a fuck about anything.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, just from watching these first six minutes, he's zoned mm. out, isn't he? Mm. He's floating along from situation to situation and he's kind of just yeah. zoned out. From- and he's
2: just like his attitude has become, it is what it is, yeah. right? Yeah. He's sort of almost, you, you, you let go of control to the extent that you're like, literally, however shit my life gets, there's nothing I can do about it. Mm. So I just have to accept everything and none of it's my fault, which mm. is like sort of giving yourself a green light to carry on drinking scotch for breakfast, which is what he is doing in yeah. this. But you love him anyway, because like, as I said to you in the text, he lives in this shit old bedsit, right? <laughs> surrounded. I mean it's so beautiful. He's in this shit old bedsit, but he's surrounded by old photographs of yeah, himself a- with all his old girlfriends back in the golden days. And there's right? a
1: trophy there's a trophy on the sideboard as well, isn't there, for Yeah, there's Gordon all, all there's still yeah.
2: you see the remains of this life he once led all around him. But he lives in this shithole and the funny thing is when I sent you a picture of him just sitting there, because he's always got this blank expression on his yeah. face yeah. and he's watching the box on his own. In his really depressing little bed sit on the ground rig. floor of this terraced house, right in this rig, and Roderick. he does, <laughs> and he does not give a flying fuck. Yeah, right. Yeah. It would have been easy to have gone, had him uh, as bitter, kind of like, look. Look at what I've been reduced like with now. What have I been reduced to? You know, yeah. a global superstar reduced to living in these circumstances, he's just like, This is where I live. It's just whatever I'm happy I've got a telly and a telephone.
1: Yeah, it's minimalist, whatever, mate, acting, I'm, isn't it? It's minimalist yeah. characterization.
2: Yeah, it's fucking yeah. good.
1: But I mean, you know, let's let's probably get into it from the beginning because it starts off with a really really good um football match scene which yeah. is played out on an absolute mud bath.
2: So much um, mud.
1: I mean, I don't know what this is meant to be. He's obviously playing in the lower leagues, or is he playing in the non league? I'm not sure. He's playing for, because I looked on the front of their team bus, Windsor United FC. Yeah. Which yeah. feels a bit Leniverse, but that's okay. It
2: does, yeah. Feels a bit football um, billionaire as well. I think yeah. there might is there a
1: Windsor in in it? I'm there not sure. There might be. I don't know. I'd have to find it and have a look on the box. So he's playing in this match, it's a mud bath, um, and there's some really good close up footage. Of, it looks like proper footballers that have been brought in to do this because they're doing all the moves and everything. It looks realistic. That's and, one uh, of the
2: first things I noticed yeah. was how in most football dramas, actors can't play football. In fact, as a matter yeah. of fact, we were talking recently about Ted Lasso, the, the Jason Sadukas Yeah, Which, um, I still can't
1: get on. into. I'm sorry. I've tried. Okay.
2: Well, my as as I've gone on about, my sister directed a couple of those, right? Yeah. And she said that the guy who played, I can't remember the name of the actor, but he's a brilliant actor who plays the team captain, who's a bit of a veteran figure, who, who, yeah. who in it is supposed to have played for Chelsea. And he's a great actor, but he is so bad at football, right? So bad at football, that not only did they have to use a stunt double in the match scenes, mm-hmm. there's one bit where they're at a school, just doing one of those community days that professional footballers do with school kids, yeah. where he's just having to gently like roll the ball to a to like a kid's feet like a 6-year-old boy's <laughs> feet we just, and my sister said they had to shoot it so many times because he couldn't even kick the ball straight from 4 yards convincingly and in the end they had to bring in a body double just to do that
1: <laughs> right okay, no. so
2: it goes to show what the challenges are, are but I noticed in this
1: secret Sam no
2: nah, well i don't know i haven't named the actor and anyway he is a really good actor so it doesn't really matter i'm sure he doesn't care whether it's he playing like football yeah not his football anymore. yeah not his fault yeah
1: of course.
2: Um, so, he, he, uh, so, but in this, in Yesterday's Hero, all of the football scenes are really convincing. All of mm. the players look like they know mm. what they're doing. But also,
1: so does Lovejoy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. McShane looks volley. He does a volley, looks
2: like, and, it does yeah. a volley
1: doesn't he, in this first it, opening scene? Fucking
2: hell. Yeah, and it's really good in his poise and his technique. You look at him, you think, this is a lad who's played football. Yeah, yeah. Because you, yeah. you couldn't just learn that. He, he's played football a lot from an early yeah. age because the position of his body is like, he just knows. And I yeah. thought, if I ever get to interview him at Shane, which I would love to do, mm. that would, I would probably, he'd be expecting me to come and ask him about all the more recent glossy Hollywood dramas he's made. And I yeah. would only talk to him about this film. Just, just- and I would say... How, what was your football experience before this? Because he, he, in all of the action sequences, you can see it's in because there's close-ups yeah. on his face and he knows what he's doing with the ball at his feet, mate.
1: He does, yeah. So there's that first match and they, they come off the pitch at the end. As I say, it's an absolute mud bath. And I don't know what level they're meant to be playing at because there are no fans there. There are no fans. There's some, like, staff, I think, from the club. It's like a lockdown match. And then there's one kid... With an autograph book and they're all coming Yeah, off.
2: but I reckon it's like, I reckon it's, um, you know, like the top division of the National League, what we used to call the Fox I still call it the yeah. Vauxhall Conference.
1: Well, I thought right. it could be a reserve match because lots of reserve games used to be played midweek afternoons, didn't they? That's certainly a proper a reserve setup, game,
2: he, but then he's, he's, he's mates he, with the manager and yeah. the managers get sacked. So it's obviously like a proper thing. And it's he's the star of this team
1: anyway. He's the best player yeah. in this team anyway. So yeah. let's not worry about it. It's probably a budget thing. I mean, we yeah. get a crowd. We get a match with a crowd later on, but let's not give that oh, away. big style, yeah. Yeah. but um, So he's coming off, and there's a kid with an autograph book, and he asks about three or four players as they're trudging off for autographs, and they all just ignore him. And then one of them knocks the autograph book out of his hand, and then Rod Turner, Ian McShane, picks it up from he's him. The real him. star. Proper star, proper st- gent.
2: He's got star quality. He's got what he's got is class.
1: He's got the common touch. Yeah,
2: it, so it, and he, he's got class, mate. And he has. Uh, that, and there are various touches in this the, in the characterisation of Rod, mm. right? That Jackie Collins has written to perfection because they're only subtle little touches, but they straight away. I mean, I've never I've never written fiction in my life, but you know I've heard a lot of good writers talk about how it's done. And those things have right. quite early doors. Even in a flawed protagonist, you've got to just do little yeah. subtle signs, early doors, that these people are fundamentally good people with a human heart. And yeah. that's why straight away you see... That's what she does. She establishes straight away. Listen, you're going to see some, this guy do some bad things, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You'll be tempted to judge him. But just know from the get-go, he was the only cunt who signed that kid's autograph book.
1: Exactly. There it is. I mean there's so as Barry
2: from EastEnders would say there's something inside so
1: strong. <laughs> there's lots of that exposition really early on in the first sort of dialogue scene which comes next where they're on the bus heading back from the match. Uh oh. it seems that they've lost the players are all having a sing song on the bus. Yeah. I don't think that happens anymore.
2: I uh, want to be uh, on this bus, by the way. There's something about the atmosphere on this bus. It's like they I think they're having fish and chips, aren't they? Yeah. Or there's certainly the windows are all steamed up.
1: Yeah, everyone's cans.
2: getting pissed. Yeah. Uh they're all having cans apart from uh no, from Rod. Rod, who is just <laughs> swigging from a bottle of scotch next to his hip- manager.
1: He's got a hip flask. Oh, <laughs> oh that's he's it, a hip flask. Swigging yeah. from a flask, yeah. And he's sitting in the front seat with the manager, and it's all going off behind them. Um and they're having a sing song and um the boss who's called Mac, I think. I've got some notes here. I'm not sure, I think he's called Mac. He looks Um, a bit
2: like John Gorman, doesn't he? he? Yeah,
1: he does. And um, so he's saying that uh, he he reckons his time's up, he's got a meeting with the directors tomorrow. He he reckons that's it. And Rod says, what, what, why? He says, well, when was the last time we won a match? And then (laughs) uh, Rod says, they should spend some money like Clint Simon over at Saints, shouldn't they? Oh, yeah. So immediately... There's the exposition about what's going on and what's to come. Clint Simon, whoever the fuck he he is, he's over at Saints, which must be a rival club. He's spending money. Mm. He's doing it the right way. And then the manager, a bit more exposition, he says, they got lucky. Big rock star takes them over as his hobby. How often does that happen? And there you go. In those few seconds, Jackie Collins has just unfurled a, a plot for us.
2: That is majestic writing. Genius. Right, people Genius. talk about, oh, Aaron Sorkin, don't they? Mm, and these yeah. sort of posh ones. But you sort of think, well, Collins has just done it there in her sleep. Collins.
1: <laughs> yeah. Nah, she knows <laughs> what she's doing. Um, she's, she's
2: not playing games.
1: No, she's not fucking about, is she? Um, mm. And, of course, the big Hello, Rocks-
2: it's Jackie Collins here. <laughs> I've got a cracking fucking idea. Is that me, agent? Yeah. Well, listen. <laughs> no, I'm not... No, it's not for a book. I've written a fucking film, and I? I did it over t- because I couldn't what, sleep. What,
1: what time is it over there? Four AM? <laughs> fucking it, hell. <laughs> it's eleven in the end. Why of are the you end. up?
2: What are you doing up at this hour? Oh, I woke you. Oh no, well then so, you are up now? Mind. Now listen, I were out with George Best last night and I got me to <sighs> thinking, what about a film about a washed up piss head footballer? <laughs> so anyway, I couldn't sleep, like I say. So I've written the old fucking thing. I'm gonna read it out <laughs> down the folder. You. you have to write it down. Right, it's 1979, so we don't have fax machines. I mean, (laughs) they've got them in the offices, but we haven't got them in our homes yet. So (laughs) you're going to have to take dictation.
1: Trust me, it won't take long.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Then I need you to get it made. (laughs) I'm thinking probably Ian McShane out of villain to play the lead.
1: (laughs) And when I was out with George the other night, there was this fella in the bar who takes photos for Time magazine. He can make it for us. He says he'll do it. He was on a
2: business. He says he knows all about shooting sports, people, and that. Sorted. Uh, Bosh. Now, we're going to need someone to play Elton. I've changed Elton's name to something else, Clint, in the programme. Right?
1: Clint Simon.
2: <laughs> Clint Simon. <laughs> right, I mean, it's, it's like, like Elton, it's Elton John. John.
1: It's two yeah. first
2: names. Clint Simon, Elton John. <laughs> And the, clear, and the Art and the John parallels do not end there. Yeah, we haven't even yet to meet Kiki D or whatever exactly. Jackie Collins has decided yeah. to change her name to. Yeah,
1: yeah, I forgot what she's called, but it's a fucking weird name. But um, uh, yeah. So they're on the bus, and her name, they, her they,
2: name is Cloudy.
1: Cloudy, that's it. Yeah. Kiki Cloudy. Great name. Yeah, same thing. Um, but I, I mean, this is all tied into later on in Viz when Billy the Fish arrived. And uh, the chairman of Fulchester United, fulchester Rovers, whatever it was, was, of course, Rick Spangle, who was a pop star who bought a football club, who was also yeah. based on Elton John. And I'd like to think, based a lot on Clint Simon, it's all got the it's same fine. DNA, hasn't it? Yeah. So we've got, we've got Clint Simon, he's to come. Uh, so they get off the bus, they arrive back at Windsor's uh, ground where the players all get dropped off. And the manager says, do you want a lift home to Rod? Rod says, nah. Don't feel like going home. I feel like getting pissed.
2: <laughs> so much of its time, isn't it? It's like just exactly. Because now, yeah. if a character said that in anything, even in a gritty drama, you'd be like, "Fucking hell!" You'd be clutching yeah. your pearls. Like, "Fucking hell!" It's a bit on the nose, isn't it? Yeah. Whereas yeah. in those days, yeah. like drinking scotch from the bottle, right. Mm. I don't want to come across as, you know, a pious teetotaler, which I suppose what I usually come Mm. across as, but I'm just saying, drinking scotch from the bottle is usually, like, shorthand for someone who's got a fucking serious issue, right?
1: Life problems, yeah.
2: Yeah, (laughs) your life's not fully on track. It's not the way you would have (laughs) seen it panning out when you were younger, right? It's not what your mum would have wanted. But fine, whatever. But in this, non-stop swigging from the bottle and him Mm. saying, I feel like getting pissed... It's, like, quite funny. Like, you, people sort of are, like, they're not, like, fine. You can see, like, his manager, when he says that, sort of shrugs, like, oh, God, Rod, yeah. like that. But it's not nearly as extreme as the reaction would be, like, say, now, yeah. if your mate said that to you, having been fucking caning a hip flask as, all the way home you on wander
1: the car. on your own, I feel like getting pissed. Wonder yeah, but all the, the pubs night. are
2: closed. Don't yeah. worry about that. I know places. <laughs> I know
1: somewhere. <laughs> uh, who said I was going to a pub <laughs> and um, yes yeah, so, so, I mean if, if he'd been a footballer now and had said that to his manager two week fine immediately just for seeing yeah. it Yeah, but there we are that's where we'll leave this one because they've just got off the bus we're about three minutes into the film um, because the next scene is in his rig And I don't think we've got time in this episode to do that full justice.
2: Andy, I just want to ask you something. Mm. Do you remember that song? I can't remember who it's by that goes, I feel like making love. Yeah, I'm thinking, I feel like getting pissed. It'd be a great song. It would. It would. Thanks for that. And at number four, it's Ian McShane with, I feel like getting pissed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> from the soundtrack of his new movie uh, <laughs> Yesterday's Hero
1: <laughs> so fantastic uh, there you go that's uh, that's it for this one we'll be back with another part next week uh, goodbye for now thank you so much
2: Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and
0: 365-day returns. Give you a lift. I don't want to go home. Feel like getting pissed.